We are back. It is rotation episode 10, the dime episode. Jake, how you doing? I'm doing good. The 10 in honor of Messi, Maradona. Yeah. Who else? Who so, many up- great tens. Uh, so many great 10s. So many great 10s. Kaka. Kaka. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we're, we're at episode 10 and uh, we're happy to be here. Thanks for listening once again. What's, what's, what's going on, Mace? Jake, I had a bad week. Uh-oh. I, I got myself into some trouble. Well, you know, for those that do know Mason on a personal level, that's probably, (laughs) you've probably heard that one before, but (laughs) always shenanigans. What happened is this, Noah Khan, my, right now, my favorite artist of all time, released a deluxe album earlier this week. It was seven new songs that are so soulful, so beautiful, so well-written, well-composed and delivered. I haven't obsessed over, not even an album, the deluxe album like this, probably since I was 16 years old and Drake dropped nothing was the same that was a that was a big moment that, that was point. that's the yeah. last like truly no skip album so this thing comes out all i'm listening to is noah khan what do i know he's literally playing in new york on wednesday night I'm like great i what was the venue uh he was playing radio city okay oh i'm like i'm going to see noah khan radio city i hop on StubHub, 350 a ticket ain't gonna happen I don't want to release our financials, but because I don't want to put uh, the rotation income uh, public, but but it wasn't enough to cut me to con. No, the company card isn't there yet. No. So what do I do? I go on Twitter, and I start looking up on Twitter. Noah Khan tickets. Mm, I know where this is. You going. You know where this is going, but I bet you don't know the extent to where this is going. <laughs> I guess not. But so. let's see. And I've I have done that for the record. You've I've, done it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, not for Noah Khan, but I've right. definitely done that. Right. And maybe even. I think I've actually had success doing that once or twice. Okay. But it well, doesn't seem to be where this is going. That's not where this is going. Yeah, uh, I hop on Twitter. I start DMing some people. I get a lot back. Of course, I'm wary of the fact that I could potentially be running into scams. And so I'm cautious. Uh, but I get in contact with a man named Johnny Neal. His Twitter handle, one second, is jcneal36. That's at jcneal36. <laughs> Johnny Neal. It's a man and a woman in the profile picture. I doubt it's them, though. Um... And I say, Johnny, I'd love to have these tickets. You go, great, I have these tickets for you. I say, can you, is there any way you can confirm the validity? He's like, great. He sends me screenshots. He sends me screen recordings confirming the validity of these tickets. Obviously, I should have known that wasn't enough, but I was so excited and so enraptured by this album that I, it was all I needed. Lost in the sauce. So I go, what do you need from me? He goes, I'll tell you what I need from you. You Venmo me. I mean, you Zell me $100 and I'll email you the tickets. Well, I'll say this. Isn't Zell, doesn't Zell have some sort of protections? You'd think. I, I didn't read the terms and conditions. PayPal does. Yeah. I know that. PayPal no. definitely, you can dispute if you get screwed over. So I Zell my man Johnny $100. He says, hey, Mason, tickets are sent. Please check your email. I go to check my email. I find very clearly fraudulent tickets, and I immediately know what happened. And then he says, Mason, question mark. What, what, uh, what do fraudulent tickets look like? It was, li- it was literally like a Photoshopped PDF uh, of like image. It was so bad. And he says, Mason, question mark. And I said, Johnny, those tickets are fake. Send me the $100 now or I'll contact authorities. I ran a background check and know where you're located and IP address. That's, I'm happy to that's move on. Bullshit. You didn't know it. I'm happy to move on without any issues if you send me back the $100 now. He didn't answer. And then I said, you have one hour before I contact police in your local jurisdiction. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we got a cop in send the podcast. Me, send me back the money now. Uh, JC ne- again, at JCNeal36 blocked me. Um so, right. Okay. So that was a bad start to the morning, but I still really wanted to go to this Noah Khan concert. God, how many <laughs> so I go, okay, Twitter's probably not going to work. Let's try this. Craig- let's try Instagram. So let's try Craigslist. Oh my God. So on dude. Craigslist, I get under, I get in contact with someone purporting to be 
called um, Vivian Wu. And Vivian Wu and I end up talking. I just rolled my eyes for those that can't watch <laughs> what we're. Vivian Wu and I end up talking for literally the entire day. And when I say stuff, our first text message was sent at 140 and our last text message was sent at 620. And I told him, hey, I'm really uncomfortable. I just got scammed, but I really want these tickets. Is there any way that we can FaceTime? It's no problem. Vivian and I hop on FaceTime for an hour as we're trying to figure out payments because he doesn't have Venmo and I don't have Cash App. And then I try to Zell him and the Zell isn't going through. And then I Cash App him and I Cash App him $280 for these tickets. The price was up, but I was like, it's still cheaper than what it would on Subweb, fine. Then he goes, hey man, the Cash App didn't go through. I mean, sorry, the, the uh, yeah, the, the Apple Cash didn't go through. I Apple Cash him $280 because it didn't go through. Uh, I'll just set up a Venmo account. And so you don't have to pay the full 280 again. Just Hit me with another hundred forty dollars, and the in the, in the 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 Apple Cash will bounce back. I said, Vivian, thank you so much for being so understanding. I really appreciate it. <laughs> so what did I do? I sent him another hundred forty dollars. This is this is self inflicted. A hundred percent. Did you really buy that? I mean, let me. I did. I did. And he goes, No worries, all folks. <laughs> I guess Noah Khan's album is fucking fire <laughs> because it is making Mason act like an absolute just absolute idiot. Simp. And just to tie up the loose end here, he says, "Okay, I'm gonna make a Venmo. Thanks so much for your patience. I think this is the light at the end of our tunnel." I said, "Haha, okay, perfect." He said, "What's your Venmo username?" I sent him my Venmo username. I said, "Just sent the money. I think we're good!" Exclamation mark. And then he didn't answer. And then I said, "Let me know." And then he blocked my number. And then the last text is uh, in a expletive laced uh, message that I sent him that I'm not going to read. So that's rotation. an estimated 600 less. So I, I was able to scrap back the 280 via Apple cash. Um, okay. The other, it, it, it ended up being about a $250 loss. Um, and then the other one. Yes. And then the other <laughs> one. So with that, Jake, why don't you tell us about our guest today? Yeah. So today we've got Jessica McDonald who won the world cup with the U S women's national team in 2019 she currently plays for the Louisville, sorry, Racing Louisville of the National Women's Soccer League. Um, and yeah, we're, we're really excited to have her on. You know, she's had sort of a, an interesting career. She's played in Australia as well. She's been at a few different stops around America and obviously has had that, you know, World Cup experience, which, you know, they picked 23 people or so for a roster. You know, you're in rare company if you get picked for a World Cup squad let alone win the whole damn thing. So we're excited to talk to her, and uh, we think you guys will enjoy this one. All right. Without further ado, Jessica McDonald. All right, everyone. We're here with 2019 World Cup winner Jessica McDonald. Jessica, how are you today? Uh, I am great. I am out here watching the rain outside the house it like there's nothing more peaceful than this um so honestly like i'm at peace right now that's that's how i feel right now at this moment i guess we'll start being that we are a music sports podcast one thing we like to ask all of our guests um is if you could walk us through what your pregame music routine is like when do you start listening to music what kind of music are you listening to um what's that process like and how does it get you ready for the game yeah, so it's it's different being on the road in comparison to being at home. On the road, it's different just because, you know, we're in a hotel room. I always have a roommate with me. And so it's not I can't just sit there and blast my music, you know, all throughout the day. But when I am home, when I'm like cooking breakfast, so this is like 
game day. I have like a specific routine game day when it's a home game. So I'm at home waking up. It's usually some African music slash a little bit of 90s rock. I'm like obsessed with Sublime, Goo Goo Dolls. Um, I grew up with Blink-182. Um, so then, you know, easing into the day, I normally go on a walk, whether if it's, I guess the grocery store could be an excuse. You know, I like to get on my feet for a little bit. So sometimes the grocery store, you know, sometimes just outside walking my dogs, it, it kind of cranks up a little bit because it's getting closer to game time. And so I'm like, okay, a little pop. So I got a little bit of, you know, Taylor Swift with some Justin Bieber, you know, a little upbeat, a little bit of DJ's that is fall in falling in love again by Usher. So, you know, a little little upbeat to, you know, Rihanna, bum, bum, beat um, bum, bum, beat um, bum. And, you know, so it goes to like pop throughout the day. So I'm like, okay, almost game day vibes, you know. And then when it's like pregame meal, I have my pregame meal and then I, I head to the game. So heading to the game, so pregame in my car, it's it's straight up like ratchet music. I mean, from Cardi B, Megan The Stallion, Future, um, a little bit of Chris Brown. You know, he's got a little hip hop, you know, in his back pocket. A little bit of Drake. I have some old school Little Wayne. I love Little Wayne. You know, grew up on him. Eminem for sure. Eminem's definitely in there. And you know, I'm from the West Coast, so I gotta throw in my Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, Dr. Dre. So it's. It's like just a variation of music all throughout the day. Like if you looked at my music playlist, you you probably couldn't even guess <laughs> what nationality I am, you know, because I just have all, different, <laughs> all throughout the day because like, you know, from Goo Goo Dolls all the way to Future, like, like yeah, who are you? I, was, you know, this, I surprise people. This might be the widest spectrum of, of pregame music genre I think we've had on the podcast, right? It, it just seems like the whole cycle of like, because usually we'll have someone be like, I need to be chill or I need to get angry. This this just is like, I need to be chill and then I need to get pumped up and then I need to be angry and listen to Eminem in the car. It's like the whole range of emotions. Like, I want to feel like. everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so you've played in, in all all over the country, but all over the world, North Carolina, Australia, Louisville, Chicago. I want to, I'm curious how, how or if your music genre, your music taste um, has changed given the regions you've played and have you picked up local music depending on where you are um i would imagine that every region you've played in probably has a different style and and the, the, the people there kind of play different music your teammates probably play different music um what stood out to you about that process yeah so when i honestly it has changed um like obviously like i've added some a lot of different artists from around the world to like like Ed Sheeran. I never even heard of Ed Sheeran until I played in Houston. I played in Houston in 2015 and never heard of him, but we ended up getting tickets because he was performing at our stadium that year. And my teammates always played in the locker room and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know who this is, but I, I like the beat, you know, I wasn't hating or anything. So I, I love all music, if you guys can't tell. And so, like, we went to his his concert that year. They gave us, like, sweet tickets because it was at our stadium. And then, like, fell in love with Ed Sheeran, like, one of the best artists that I got to see on stage. And then found out he's from Europe. So I'm like, that is just absolutely just so cool. And so um, later down the road, never heard of Adele until I got to um, North Carolina. And there was, like, some Adele playing in the locker room. I, You know, <laughs> we have so many 
uh, different generations in the locker room now. And so um, I guess like Gen Z a little bit, they they love like adult, like the chiller music a little bit, at least in the locker room, you know, I, and I'm like, who is playing like this sad ass, like, I just got a divorce and, <laughs> you know, that I'm in a dark horrible. place kind of music but her voice is phenomenal you know so I've, I've just gotten like so many different genres and just so many different artists all throughout you know my career and got into like a little bit of house music when I went down to Australia and I'm like what it what is this and so it was just such a vibe in the locker room and I'm like oh okay you know I've got a little bit of Gen Z Gen X you know like house music going on and so um, got into a little bit of that even. And so just, just added, you know, artists here and there into my whole spectrum of music, just cause you know, I love all music. I've, I've got it all in my playlist. And so, um, yeah, pretty much everywhere where I've moved to, I've, I've learned of a new artist every time, or they could have been older, you know, old artists. And I just heard of them at the time. And sometimes I'm a little behind on artists nowadays, you know, I'm 35 and, can't quite keep up the way I used to oh, no. but um yeah so yeah everywhere I've been it's always been just someone new or you know they're introducing me to someone so yeah absolutely I mean we're we're 26 we're we're technically we're out of that 18 to 25 demo now so a lot of the a lot of the yeet you know the, the stuff that the teens are listening to we're, we're we're a little behind but yeah we're we're kind of we understand um so I mean you're in your locker room now I mean you've got you've got players from china brazil uh, nigeria new zealand do you kind of find that musically speaking there's a bigger difference generationally or kind of between countries that, that you sort of see the gaps where you're like hmm i don't know what they're listening to or yeah i've never heard that definitely definitely culture at that point it's not even generation but you know once you know timby gets gets on the ox in the locker room it's like oh timby's timby's dj today you know or, you know, if, if Ari's on it, our Brazilian, it's like, well, this is this is Portuguese, you know, this is definitely Ari. <laughs> so it's definitely cultural, which is a total vibe, you know. And so that's even more music that I've been adding to my playlist as well. You know, just different cultural music, which is just so dope because it just adds to, you know, your your music savvy. Instead of just listening to the same thing, because um, I, I know a lot of people in my life that just you know, really only listen to one genre. You know, I, I have teammates who just listen to country and I'm like, oh, no. come on now, you can listen to other things, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and the, those are the people who don't get on the ox, so. Oh, <laughs> ox privileges revoked. So we've obviously got the, uh, the Women's World Cup coming up in uh, July. Just going back to your experience in 2019, I mean, what was, what were the locker room vibes kind of like, uh, you know, person to person, the, the social vibe sort of in that group? Yeah. So, you know, on average, our team at the time were, you know, on average, we're like 30, you know, and so a lot of us were around the same age. And so you could just tell the vibe between the older players and the younger ones, you know, the younger ones, they're dancing, they're vibing, the rest of us, you know, we, we have to save, <laughs> we have to save our limbs, you know, a little more than, than we used to really in the locker room. And so Carly Lloyd kind of in her corner, you know, in a very calm manner, whereas 
Rose Lavelle and Emily Sonnet are on the other side of the locker room and just dancing and having dance offs and stuff before games. And, you know, cause they, they have a little more energy than the older players really. And it's just amazing to see the dynamic and seeing people prepare for games, you know, in a different kind of way. Like, especially for me, like 10 years ago, I'd have been in the, on the other side with Rose Lavelle and Emily Sonnet vibing, you know, <laughs> whereas now I'm like, uh, the way my arthritis is working <laughs> in these knees and ankles. I, you know, I'm at an age where I have to warm up before our warm ups. Because yeah. uh, uh, I need to conserve as much as possible. So, you know, you have like the calm on one side of the locker room, and then you have, you know, really the, the hyped ones on the other side. But like, we all listen to the same music at the end of the day. You know, we're all still vibing. You know, I'm sitting in my locker, like, okay, this is not, you know, you got a little bit Cardi B in there. You know, we're all vibing, but you know, most of us are sitting down whereas the rest are dancing before games. So nothing but good vibes overall, you know. I can't see Carly Lloyd getting that hype to Cardi B. I mean, maybe she's not telling someone to turn it off, but she's not She's not the driver of that, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, she'd probably be like, what is this shit? But it's all good, you know, respect. But, you know, yeah, it was, it was always just good vibes in the locker room, honestly, no matter what kind of music was on. I mean, we had all genres, really with the national team, especially during the world cup. So yeah. Who is the, uh, who is the DJ sort of in that locker room or, or were there kind of rotating, uh, you know, people doing that? It rotated a little bit music always. Um, but they always took requests from all of us. So it'd be really Emily Sonnet was kind of the, the main leader. Sometimes Crystal Dunn would bop on there, but, you know, those were kind of the two who kind of took over. And then, you know, you see Mega Rapino kind of whisper in Crystal's ear what to play next or Ashlyn Harris even. Ashlyn Harris was more of um, a future type of, you know, she loved future. So anytime you hear future in the locker room, you already know it was Ashlyn Harris, you know, re re requesting him. So, mm -hmm. or Cardi B, she loved her some Cardi. So, um, yeah, everyone kind of got to pitch in what, you know, what we wanted to have played in the locker room. So yeah, all good stuff. You need, you need your goalie to be a little crazy. I feel like. <laughs> uh, absolutely. They all are. Are you kidding me? They all are. <laughs> um, go going, going back to, to 2019 and sort of what that means to be like a, a world cup champion, something that so few people and athletes and get to experience, you know, you're on top of the world. How does your approach to the game over the last, I don't know, it's been four years, but over the last few years, especially immediately afterwards, how does your approach to the game change as a world, like you re-enter the game as a World Cup champion? How does your approach to soccer change? Yeah. So since the World Cup, this is this is actually the first time I've ever been asked this. So ever since the World Cup, the market for the NWSL has skyrocketed since we won the world cup in 2019 and we've had just such a tremendous fan base for every game and almost every market basically like if you look at the numbers and how many fans are in the stands i mean it's it's shitting on you know the, the previous years before 2019 and with that being said it was like the vibe coming from the world cup because all the stadiums were sold out and obviously it's last can't hear anything and praise god you can't hear your coach yelling at you but you know <laughs> that's just me um but going into nwsl post world cup you just see like the fan base just skyrocket and so it was like okay world cup the vibe was amazing in in every stadium but now the vibe's amazing in every stadium in nwsl it's loud now 
So it's like, okay, this is hype. This is a whole nother hype in the NWSL approaching games now in comparison to before 2019. And so that's kind of the difference um, nowadays with the 2019 from the World Cup in 2019 from the previous years, because there weren't, except for maybe Portland, Portland Thorns were the only NWSL market who had, you know, 20 plus fans at every game. And now look like every market is setting records, you know, which is something we didn't see. And so Mm -hmm. the approach from the World Cup and after the World Cup, I mean, it was like same vibe as it was almost in France. You know, obviously we didn't have, we don't have 60,000 people going to every game in NWSL, but there's more butts in, in the seats though, in the stands. And so that's just like, the cool vibe that we've been getting in the NBSL market ever since the World Cup. Is that is that something that you've seen progress since the World Cup, or was it really strong in the years immediately afterwards and then has sort of reached level, or is it something you see continuing to grow? Um, Gotham FC just set a record last weekend with like 12,000 people at their game. They never had that in the history of the NWSL. And so it's just been an amazing thing to be able to witness as a player who has been in this league since day one. That is like one of the most precious things to be able to see this league literally work from the ground on up. So it's definitely been progressing since the world cup for sure. Like mm-hmm. there were seats in the stand or there were butts in the, in the stands, you know, post world cup. I mean, stadiums were selling out and then you just see like season ticket holders just selling out in every market ever since. And it's been just more and more. And then, now we're adding more NWSL teams, you know, from Angel City in LA. Like they sold out, I mean, season tickets within like a week, you know, as soon as as soon as they went on sale. And so you just you just see progression in every market still to this day, you know, just still setting records with attendance. Other than Louisville, of course, is there a, is there a, an atmosphere, a stadium that you really enjoy playing in around the league? Oh, I mean, there uh <laughs> there's there's honestly there's honestly no comparison right now to to portland thorns you know it, it really doesn't get any better than than playing in portland because i mean the the riveters are next level in comparison to any other soccer market in the united states and i mean i'm comparing that to even mls teams i mean it, it really doesn't get any better than than playing at providence park because you know that that stadium is going to be filled up every single game it's wild there. Rotation listeners, we hope you're enjoying this episode with Jessica McDonald. But wait, we've got another code for you for Mr. Throwback. Use code BUTLER, that's B-U-T-L-E-R, for 10% off in-store in East 9th Street or online at mrthrowback.com. They've got your hats. They've got... Your jackets, you've seen Mason in it, rocking the retro jacket. They've got everything else you need to support your team and look good doing it with some vintage drip. Code BUTLER, B-U-T-L-E-R, for 10% off in-store and online. Go use it. I mean, obviously, I mean, our our get our. Listeners might not know this, but uh, you you are pregnant right now. Congratulations on that. Um, yeah, are you are you still playing? Or I, I I believe you haven't played since April. What's kind of the the current status of that? I guess. Yeah. So I opted out of playing. 
I am I am 35 and you know it's risky or at my age so just to be on the safe side um basically as soon as I found out I was like ah yeah I think I, I'm just gonna put a halt to it even though I got cleared I got cleared to play for 20 weeks for five months from my from my doctor which was actually shocking to, to hear that that I was cleared to play for that long but um, I didn't feel safe enough still, you know, the, the hesitation I, it, and it's really age and more of the risk factors, you know, as, as I'm older. So um, I definitely opted out of playing. And so now I asked my club to put me on a program. So I asked my trainer and, and our strength and conditioning coach, I said, Hey, I really want to just focus on my body now. And I don't know if you guys know, but like, Every athlete on every pro athlete on this planet has some nicks and pains. Like right. I couldn't tell you last anyone on this planet has ever played a hundred percent. That's impossible. There's something that hurts or something you're just playing through. And so that, which is normal, you know, if you can play through it, you're good. So there are some like aches and pains on my body. And I'm like, well, I think this will be a good time to focus on those from like, you know, my knee, I've had a knee surgery, you know, years ago um and you know a little little ankle problem and, and achilles so i'm like uh can you guys just write me a program where i can really just rehab my body and you know i'm I'm still at the stadium um most days and but i'm on my own program i'm apart from the team but you know i'm at every home game and they they see my face in the locker room so still all good vibes you know but um i think it's important right now especially that i can really focus on these body parts and you know get them as close to 100% as I possibly can. Cause I'm like, I don't have to, you know, run around like a chicken with my head cut off anymore on the soccer field. I don't have to. Right. And so being able to take advantage of that kind of break for my body, it like, it's, it's amazing. So I'd rather feel good than to continue training and still have these aches and pains. I'm like, there's no, there's no point. My team doesn't need me. Like I'm not playing. So there's no point of me, you know, running my, my body into the ground still so it's such a productive use of of if you know you're going to take the time off for health and safety anyways like it's a productive use of your time in the, in the meanwhile exactly uh, looking looking ahead uh to world cup 2023 or four years out from from your victory um do you have any world cup predictions oh y'all know i gotta go with team usa we gotta go USA. with we had to make some history here and being the first, you know, country to win three World Cup championships back to back to back. I mean, how dope would that be? So you're, you're predicting history. <laughs> well, it, you've heard it. You've heard it here. Uh, so I, I know the girls are fired up for not just to win the World Cup, which is, you know, one of the most amazing things ever. That's what you're there for. But just like. You know, you have a little bit more to play for here, you know, like in that trouble. That'd be so amazing, even though like I know all these other programs have been absolutely outstanding from England to Spain. I mean, I'm you know, I'm watching. So the competition, I could tell you right now, this is going to be the best competition in women's World Cup history. I can tell you that right now. It's, so it's going to be more of a challenge for the United States. But I think that they can pull it off. I believe they can pull it off for We're sure. Excited. I'm I'm really excited to watch. I mean, obviously we had the, the men's World Cup this uh, this winter, and usually you have to wait. What is it? I guess they're usually a year apart. With but with that with that being in the winter, we don't have to wait that long. Um, I mean, you mentioned a few seconds ago there the the competition, the Englands, the Spains. What is it? I mean, do you think 
there's been some sort of kind of material change that's that's allowed um, you know these these countries maybe to to catch up a bit to you know what has kind of been you know a, a dynasty if you will uh, with with women's soccer the U.S. team. Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you the rundown, and I don't know if this is like an answer that a lot of people get, but if you look at the United States as a country and the women here and the privileges that we have had. Um, starting from, you know, the 1980s, really, we have had the opportunity to play sport at a high level for female athletes in the United States specifically, which is why we've dominated in everything for female athletes specifically worldwide. It's because we've had more resources way before all these other countries, if you think about it. So now that these other countries have the resources and soccer is their number one sport, that's easy. Yeah. That's easy. So there was, I mean, it was a very short period of time where they've had to play catch up because now they have the resources. Now, since soccer is their number one sport, that's their main focus. Whereas for us, soccer is not our number one sport. We don't have soccer is not an American sport. Right. We just had soccer before all these other countries, which is why we've been done. But now all these other countries have the resources now. You know, female athletes are getting recognition worldwide. And now worldwide, soccer is the number one sport, but it's not in the United States. So resources in other countries are much bigger and better in other countries in comparison to the United States, which is why people think they're playing catch up. It's like, oh, well, they kind of had this in their back pocket in the first place. We've just been waiting for them to have a women's program. So now that everybody does, you know, competitions always, it's it's going to continue to progress, especially coming from the third world countries once they start to you know, get their feet off the ground from, you know, Jamaica to Trinidad and Tobago. They're starting to get the resources, you know, and once they do, ha, football worldwide is going to be nuts for female footballers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, such a crazy example of that is that Man United had created their women's team like two or three years ago. And, and you talk about resources, they have the resources, you know, that's a pretty rich club. It's just, you know, putting putting the work in and, and caring enough. Um, and it's crazy that a club of that stature didn't have a women's team until I think two, three years ago. Um, it, it, it really makes you kind of think like what, you know, how, how, you know, the rest of the world is sort of catching up in that sense. But I, I, I don't know how they're performing exactly, but I know they have one now. Yeah. Uh, I know Mason wanted to ask one last question. One, one, one last question for you. Um, we, we, being that we focus on the intersection of sports and music, one thing I like to we we like to ask athletes is if you could choose one other professional athlete that you would like to hear release a song of any genre, who would it be, and why? One what? I'm sorry. Picking, choosing a professional athlete to release a song of any genre. <laughs> I would go with oh my goodness oh <laughs> okay i i would go with uh nicola jokic wow <laughs> nicola jokic we, i would love to hear nicola we, on the track we, we have we have some interesting context to that but actually keep finish your answer elaborate we'll, yeah, yeah why we'll, elaborate <laughs> we'll get back to you yeah i want him to do like maybe a little pop or like house yeah. music yeah. Okay. So you might actually, you might be a little disappointed with that actually, because we had the Nuggets DJ on here. Shout out to Pause. He's obviously uh, he's watching a great run for the Nuggets right now, and we obviously asked him about the Joker, 
and he could not care less what he even plays DJ wise. He, said he shuts al- down pregame music pretty quickly. <laughs> let alone making his own stuff. Yeah, he he'll ask him what he wants to play, and he's just like, I don't yeah. give a shit. So, so for those waiting on, on the Nikola Jokic Calvin Harris collab, it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> but, maybe, but we appreciate the answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's, he's he's impressing on the court right now. I just well, yeah. we had to break the news to you that he might not be the best <laughs> <laughs> musical choice. Yeah, but uh. Thank you so much for uh, for coming on. We really appreciate it. Best of luck with everything again. And Thanks, you guys. Have a good one. You too. Well, there you have it. That was Jessica McDonald. A great interview. We talked about the music of the regions of the country and the world that she's played in. We've talked about the state of women's soccer. We did a little bit of a look ahead to the 2023 Women's World Cup. Expert predictions, yep. Yeah, all, all good things. Jake, I in my ramblings of my, of my idiocy uh, <sighs> and, and it, it, the intro, introduction of this episode, we skipped over what you might be listening to. Yeah, the, the state of the union, yeah. if you will. This, yeah. There's actually a lot of good stuff that came out this week. Uh, just going through my phone... We've got a new uh, Dave and Central C EP. We've got a new Jay Huss song with Drake. Mm-hmm. Uh, new Gus Dapperton song. I saw new, that. New Jeremy Zucker song that I really liked, actually. Pink Pantheress for the Barbie soundtrack. Wow. Tremendous. Wow. Um, Sway Lee on the Spider-Man soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch the movie. No. But Absolutely not. when I see Sp- Sway Lee in a Spider-Man tra- soundtrack, <laughs> I click. It's great. There's some good stuff on there. And you can sit back and listen to this all yeah. for free and not uh, and not court uh, and, fraudulent tickets and online. Just a, and just a quick PSA that, that actually specifically refers to my co-host right here mm-hmm. and also the rest of our listeners. Mm-hmm. I'll play in your soccer league. I'll play in your flag football league. I'll toss a Frisbee around. Mm-hmm. Do not ask me to play softball on your team. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Mason's asked twice now. His yeah. team had to cancel today. Cancel. Partly because of me. <laughs> and, and I have to live with that. But <laughs> don't ask me to play softball. I'm not going to do it. That is it's one, not my sport. One tally in the L combo. It's call not him. how I want to spend my Sunday. Yeah. So yeah. look elsewhere. It's a tough look. Um, all right, Rotation listeners. Thank you as always. And we'll see you soon.